In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus Christ, Son of God, we remember that you are present with us here. You are the bread that has come down from heaven. You are our risen Lord with an empty tomb. You are the Lord who appeared to hundreds of your disciples after rising from the grave. You are our infinite, merciful God who promised to send the fire of your Holy Spirit deep within our hearts. Jesus, we humbly ask that you would send the fire of your love, your Holy Spirit, deep within us. Help us to encounter you in this Easter season in new ways. Help us to know you, our risen Lord. Jesus appears to his disciples. As they were saying this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were startled and frightened and supposed that they saw a spirit. And he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do questionings rise in your hearts? See my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit is not flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still believed for joy, they still disbelieved for joy and wondered. He said to them, have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and ate it before them. He said to them, these are my words which I spoke to you while I was still with you. That everything written about me and the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. And he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. He said, you are witnesses. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But stay here until you are clothed with power from on high. Jesus, reveal your hands, your feet, your side to us. As we have come here to be with you in a special way this weekend. Please don't allow us to move from this place without sending the fire of your Holy Spirit in a deeper way within our hearts. Come Holy Spirit to the power and the sacrifice of the Son. Come Holy Spirit through his presence here with us in his Eucharist. Come Holy Spirit and fill our hearts as we turn to you begging for mercy. Come Holy Spirit and convict us of truth strengthening us to be witnesses of your divine mercy to the world. I mentioned this morning uh, that we would move into just some practical things that uh, can help with elevation and praise and communion. And there's a method of prayer um, 
that I learned when I was at IPF, and uh, it's called ARRR. So the seminarians like to say, uh, pray like a pirate. I don't know if pirates pray, but if they did, this is probably what it would look like. Uh, A-R-R-R, awareness, relay it, receive, respond. Awareness or acknowledge, relate, receive, respond. So we'll just spend a little bit of time here talking through those and uh, we'll continue with adoration. Uh, So what does it mean to be aware? Uh, Well, each one of us has this interior life. And our interior life is uh, the conversation that goes on uh, within us when we're not talking to someone else. Uh, So if you've ever caught yourself talking to yourself and you wondered if you're crazy, uh, you're not. Um, That's the interior life. And the interior life is fascinating because uh, our, our Lord respects our freedom. And if we want that interior life can remain just a conversation with ourself. Or uh, if we choose that interior life, that conversation can become a conversation with him. And so in order to move um, from thinking to praying. And that's really the, the beauty of this method of prayer. And I think all prayer. It's the difference between thinking and praying. Thinking is, man, I'm having a really tough day today, or wow, this is amazing that this just happened. There's thinking, right? Praying, Jesus, I'm having a really tough day. Jesus, this is amazing. It seems on the surface the most subtle thing in the world. Just to shift that interior conversation from thinking to praying, it seems so subtle. But God is so close to us, that's all it takes. That shift to Jesus. I'm inviting you here. And so in order to do that, this shift, this elevation, um, it can help uh, in becoming aware of what is going on in our interior life. Uh, a human being can be a mystery even to ourselves in so many ways. What's going on in my interior life? And so we can focus on thoughts, feelings, and desires. Thoughts, feelings, and desires. What, what is it that I'm thinking about right now? Prayer is the elevation of thoughts to Jesus. What is it that I'm feeling right now? What exactly are the emotions that are are being stirred up? And just getting a read on that and having this awareness of those things. And what is the desire that's in my heart right now? And desire is a a particularly, uh, it's a fascinating, beautiful thing in the spiritual life. 
desires, if that desire brings a sense of peacefulness and a sense of joy, if it's a good desire, it was actually placed there by our Lord. Every desire in our heart, it's like this seed, this promise of something that Jesus wants to fulfill. And that desire within us, it's for um, perfect things, right? So there's a desire within you for perfect goodness. Um, Every single one of us here, we want goodness perfectly. And when we don't have goodness perfectly, um, we we, uh, have strong reactions against that. We know it's not right. Every single one of us in here has a desire for perfect truth. We want to know perfectly. And we're we're not okay with partial knowledge. We have a desire for perfect knowledge. We have a desire for perfect love and perfect unity with others. And we're not okay when we're not loved perfectly. Perfectly. We're not okay when there's miscommunications and uh, when, when there's condescension and when there's violence. Uh, everything within us screams out, this is not okay, this is not right. We have a desire for perfect. And the ancient Greeks looked at this and they said, okay, there's this desire that each of us have for these things, these transcendentals, they call them, and we want these things perfectly. But they looked out into the world and they said, nothing in the world is perfect. Everything is fading and corrupting. There is nothing in the created world that's perfect. And they looked inside their own minds and they said, nothing within me is perfect. If it was, I would fulfill these things on my own. So they took a look at those desires. And they said, those desires are the mind of God within me. God has placed those desires within our hearts because he wants to fulfill them perfectly. And if we can get a read, what are the desires in my heart? We get a read on the way that our Lord is calling us towards him. If you think of uh, St. Peter and Jesus, uh, they're there on the boat and the storms come up and uh, they're afraid they're going to drown. And here comes Jesus walking on the water. What was Peter's desire in that moment? Lord, if it's you, call me to walk to you on the water. What a strange desire. It so far exceeds anything that a human being could do on their own. It's a supernatural desire. It's more than natural. It's more than human. But yet there it was. And Jesus says, come. And as long as Peter's focus is on Jesus with that desire. He walks on the water. He receives perfect Uh, Love from Jesus. But the minute he loses that focus on Jesus and the minute he tries to fulfill that desire on his own. He begins to drown. 
It's the way it is with our desires. All of us have them. Most of us, uh, most of the time, spend our lives trying to fulfill those desires on our own. And it doesn't work. And, and we end up um, uh, anxious and fearful and sad and angry. What are those desires within your heart? It's becoming aware. And the next step is relating. We move from thinking to praying. Okay, I have a read. I know what the thoughts and feelings and desires are. And now, Jesus, I bring these to you, relating them to Jesus. It's very simple. He already knows them, but I'm choosing to invite him in. And we honor him by entrusting to him the things that are meaningful to us. We honor him by bringing those desires to him. It's the way he's calling us towards him. And um, uh, oftentimes uh, women are very good at this. Uh, women are just naturally better communicators. A, long time, a lot of times they see, okay, it's strength to communicate these things. It's strength to relate these with our Lord. Guys oftentimes have a harder time with this. Uh, oftentimes we see strength as pulling ourselves by, up by our own bootstraps. Uh, strength is being dependent on me. Now it's general categories and some guys are don't have a problem with this at all. And some girls are, uh, um, it's, a, it's a spectrum, but it's actually a profound weakness to try to do things on our own. It's a lie that that's strength. That's not strength, that's weakness. Strength is relating everything to Jesus becoming like a child. And so we remember the promise Jesus makes. If you ask, you will receive. Sometimes it's our heart that needs changing. We really don't know exactly what we're asking. The answer doesn't come exactly the way we want it. But Jesus says, if you ask, I promise you will receive perfectly. St. Teresa of Avila said, contemplative prayer, in my opinion, is nothing else than a close sharing between friends. Relating everything to Jesus as a close friend. Pope Benedict said, so it is important that our day should begin and end with prayer, that we share with him our desires and our hopes, our joys and our troubles, our failures and our thanks for all his blessings. And thus keep him ever before us as the point of reference for our lives. It's relating. Uh, the third point, receiving. Uh, after we've related what's going on uh, within our hearts, we're asking Jesus to speak to us. And I'm going to be talking uh, about this uh, more tomorrow, discernment of spirits. But just as a, a quick principle, when Jesus is speaking to us, when the Holy Spirit, who's a being uh, 
of perfect love. Right? Think of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, joy and peace and kindness and gentleness and patience. Right? These fruits of the Holy Spirit, that means when the Holy Spirit is moving within us, that's what happens in our heart. We experience those things. So when our Lord speaks to us, we're asking ourselves, what is it that brings those fruits of the Holy Spirit? And that's where we stay. And that's how we learn to listen to God's voice. And sometimes it's in the midst of that darkness, right? The storms. It's hard to keep our focus on Jesus. And so we remember that analogy of the sunrise. We focus on the horizon. Right? And we're re- relating all of this to Jesus. Jesus, I'm having a hard time finding you. I'm in the darkness. I can't see you. But I'm just going to wait right here because you promise me if I ask, I'll receive. You promised me that you would fulfill these desires. Uh, the catechism says contemplative prayer is hearing the word of God. Far from being passive. Such attentiveness is the obedience of faith, the unconditional acceptance of a servant, the loving commitment of a child. It participates in the yes of the son. Um, it, it, it participates in the yes of the son, becomes servant in the fiat of God's lowly handmaid, uh, Mary saying, Lord, be it done unto me according to thy will. I'm in darkness right now, but I will receive. And finally, responding. What we receive from our Lord demands a response. So we bring our thoughts, our, uh, our feelings, our desires to our Lord as he begins to speak to us. Sometimes there are things that he's calling us to um, that that we can have a a fear of, that we can push away against. Lord, I don't think I can do that. But, But it's here when we respond to our Lord, when we learn to trust him. Uh, we, we learn uh, that those fears, that apprehension, uh, the thing, uh, those things that are trying to pull us away from him, it's all the work of the enemy. And we learn to distrust those things and more and more open up and respond in that total abandonment to our Lord. The catechism says the prayer of faith consists not only in saying, Lord, Lord, but in disposing the heart to do the will of the Father. Jesus calls his disciples to bring into their prayer this concern for cooperating with the divine plan. And Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. Praying for the strength um, uh, that as we, we learn how to be in greater communion with our Lord, uh, we would drop everything to follow him with all of our hearts.